Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan. Several years ago, I had the pleasure and honor of interviewing Jim Chilton on Freedom Forum Radio. Jim and his wife, Sue, are cattle ranchers in Arizona on the U.S.-Mexico border. We'll talk more about the Chilton family history in just a bit. At the time of our initial interview, environmental regulations were Jim's primary concern, and we had a great discussion about how President Trump successfully rolled back decades of restrictive regulations on land use that affected the Chilton Cattle Ranch and his family business. Jim Chilton and his wife, Sue, are fifth-generation Arizona ranchers. In 1888, the Chilton family ancestors arrived in Arizona, driving several hundred head of cattle. The first Chilton Ranch was established near the pioneer town of Livingston along the Salt River, near what is now Roosevelt Lake. Jim and Sue Chilton's 50,000-acre ranch is now adjacent to the town of Aravaca and continues south to the international border with Mexico. The ranch includes private property, state school trust lands, and two federal grazing permits on national forest lands. The Chilton family history can certainly teach us a lot about the heritage and customs of the American West. I want to quote something that uh, Jim Chilton said to us, and here's a quote. He said this, the entire family is blessed to be able to live preserving our Western ranching customs, culture, and heritage dating back to pioneering ancestors who entered Arizona territory in the late 1800s. We have been in the cattle business in Arizona for about 120 years and have a long-term view of the necessity to be excellent stewards of the grasslands we respectfully manage. Now, Jim Chilton has testified before Congress multiple times about issues with the Endangered Species Act and Clean Water Acts. Living on the U.S.-Mexico border, Jim was also anxious to discuss border security and the effect an open border has on his business and on his personal security. Jim's ranch extends to the southern border with Mexico and includes five miles of actual border 
which was marked by a regular cattle fence consisting of five strands of barbed wire. Their ranch house has been burglarized twice by drug packers, and neighbors have also been robbed and even killed by drug packers and the cartels. Jim and Sue live with weapons near their bed, at their doors, in their vehicles, and attached to their saddles. Since our interview several years ago, there have been some critical changes in life on the Chilton Ranch and in our country as well. When we return from commercial break, that is where our discussion will begin. We are back with Jim Chilton, and it is again an honor and privilege to have you, Jim, as a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. Thank you, Dr. Dan. Well, Jim, what has changed for you since we spoke several years ago? Well, as you mentioned, the ranch uh, is located along the international boundary, and it's nothing, it has been nothing but a five-strand barbed wire fence. And I could crawl over it, I could crawl through it, I could crawl uh, under it. Uh, It's easy. I'm 82 today, and uh, even I can do that. What has changed is President Trump uh, insight into knowing that a wall would... uh, secure the international boundary. And so he started building the wall, and now we have a wall on 4.2 miles of our ranch. But on January 20th, President Biden was inaugurated, and a few minutes later, he sat down and through executive order, caused the wall construction to stop. There's a half a mile on my ranch that is now open borders. And my uh, motion-activated cameras demonstrate that that's what people are walking around. And these people now uh, are basically drug packers. They are also people who have been deported from uh, the United States and are trying to get back. We've had MS-13s come through. MS-13s have uh, knocked on our door and uh, we've given them food and and water. Uh, These are bad people coming through trying to get back into the United States. And we were so happy that the wall was coming through. And then on January 20th, the wall stopped. So we still have a real issue. You know, Jim, you mentioned that Obviously, these are people who are traveling across your land. I saw your videos uh, and these they just come around the edge of where the wall is. And they're one after another, after another, after another. They're in uh, they're in camo. They're carrying backpacks. And we all know what's in the backpacks. Uh, And 
it must present um, quite a security issue for you and your wife. Are you there alone? Uh, that would be something that would be certainly concerning to me and make me kind of afraid. Well, it is disconcerting. It is outrageous that a citizen of the United States is subjected to uh, real danger. They have cartel scouts on our mountains, and the cartel scouts have the finest binoculars. They have uh, phones that are satellite phones with uh, encryption. They, the phones have radio functions. They sit on the tops of the mountains. Every once in a while, we see a glint of uh, light from uh, their binoculars, and they guide these people through uh, our ranch and on beyond to Tucson and Phoenix. The, the idea that a foreigners are sitting on top of our mountains guiding these bad guys through our ranch and other ranches is is so obnoxious that I, I just can't explain it. And bottom line, uh, the whole situation creates, especially for my wife, uh, concern. I can't be at the house all the time. And uh, she's here and she's got a weapon, but uh, when the MS-13 people knocked on her door, she was very clever, indicating that uh, I was near and that she would uh, give them food and water. And she did, she prepared uh, some sandwiches and handed them out the door um, to them, and they ate out on one of our picnic benches, and then they wandered on. Uh, no telling whether they're in uh, New York or Baltimore or any other city on the East Coast now um, doing doing crime. Well, this obviously is a is a situation that uh, would make me quite afraid. Um, and your your wife is certainly very fortunate that uh, nothing nothing bad happened. These people are not they're not good people. They're not people who have uh, justice, honor, and, and mercy in their hearts. They're here to participate in criminal activities, uh, drugs, and human trafficking, of course. And uh, it's it's amazing that they can be walking unfettered through your property and really you have no protection. And obviously the federal government does not care one bit about you, your safety or your wife's safety. This is just allowed to happen. It is disgustingly unbelievable to me. Bottom line. Uh, the traffic through the ranch is not uh, people seeking amnesty. It's not women and children. It's these drug packers. And I want to be really clear that our situation is different from the situation along the border, along the Rio Grande in Texas. 
there are spots uh, to the west of us where a group of amnesty seekers uh, walk through a hole in the wall. Uh, keep in mind, the wall was never completed. There are holes in it. They walked through uh, a major hole and walked over into the United States, stood there, and waited for the Border Patrol to come and, in a sense, apprehend them, take them to Tucson, and process them. So the people coming through our ranch are the bad guys that would never be uh, coming through a in any legal way and never be coming through uh, as the asylum seekers are. So it's quite different from what we're seeing on TV going on in along the Rio Grande River. So they choose your the area on your ranch because it's unguarded, open, and they're using it primarily for criminal purposes. Uh, this is not what we're seeing, and, and I understand that. But when we talked, you, you kind of told me that where you are, that there was wall that started uh, that moved out towards you from the east and other wall that migrated out towards you from the west. And there's a gap now, part of it on your part of it on uh, your land. But how big is that gap? The gap is five miles, a five mile gap. So if you're a uh, boss, a cartel boss, where would you send your people through the five mile gap? So there's five mile gap, completely unprotected, putting you and your neighbors. I assume there's a bunch of neighbors in that five mile segment. Everybody is at risk to people who are up to no good. They're, they're not good, good people. They're evil people. Uh, obviously, some have been some of your neighbors have been uh, actually uh, hurt by this. Is that not true? That's true. Uh, one neighbor um, couldn't stand the pressure. Uh, it was upsetting. Their life was upset. And they sold their ranch uh, to the Buenos Aires National Refuge. Uh, other neighbor had to move. And uh, we have uh, had a series of burglaries all through our community. And the people coming through our ranch dropped their drugs and then they walked back to Mexico. And as you mentioned earlier, they often burglarize uh, the houses on the way back because they take their guns, uh, their computers, their cameras, uh, anything valuable that they can pack. And they walk back to Mexico to get paid. Uh, we've had uh, horrible incidents uh, in the community, and uh, it's it's pretty dangerous out there. Well, it certainly sounds as it, as, as if it is really dangerous. Um, so, President Trump had authorized the building of that wall, and I understand that all the steel is there to finish 
that five mile gap. And it's just sitting there because the wall construction has been stopped by the Biden administration. You're absolutely correct. All the steel for the remaining five miles is sitting out near uh, the road uh, leading to the end of the wall. Uh, tremendous amounts of, of steel. And the important thing to keep in mind is the contractor had a contract to build the wall. And along comes President Biden and cancels their contract. I hope that they will realize their mistake and finish the wall and the, fill in the five-mile gap. The fact is, is because the steel, uh, these are, the wall is 32 feet high and it's Bullard style, so you can see through on the bottom and it has a five-foot solid metal uh, area, so it's extremely difficult to climb over it and, and extremely difficult to come down the other side. But uh, the contractor probably has uh, $120 million worth of damages. And wouldn't it be a good idea just to finish the wall it won't cost the government any more to finish the wall. It's going to cost them oh, at least $120, $150 million, uh, for the damages uh, that the contractor, uh, I have heard, will suffer. Well, you know, it, it strikes me as being uh, obviously short-sighted and foolish. But more importantly, you would think that the federal government regardless of what their political stance is, that they should be aware that American citizens are are at risk. This is and as you said, this is not a location where people are coming in uh, seeking asylum or other kind of issues that that in some cases may be legitimate, may not be legitimate, but that can be had that can be judged based on law. This is an area involving your property in which the only people coming across are are drug packers, people carrying drugs. Uh, and that's what they're, they're using this section of the border for. There'd really be nothing lost at all by closing that final five miles. I mean, when you have an open door, obviously people like this are going to come right through it. You're so correct. And it's just not us that uh, suffer uh, because the uh, lack of border security caused by President Biden. But it's the American public, people in Ohio and, and North Carolina and, and all the East Coast who receive the drugs that come through. It's poisoning our people, uh, what, 70,000 people a year uh, die from overdoses, plus or minus 70,000. And it's the tragic impact on families, a tragic impact of someone in the family on drugs and, and how it affects the whole family and their neighbors. 
So it's just not our problem. It's everyone's problem. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. People, I just love to hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie man I get joy in everything Everything, everything, everything